This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, drop a comment wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Anthony Totri, joined on this, let's go Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty, Thirsty Thursday. Thursday. I mean, it's also, I mean, it is St. Patrick's Day, so I guess that's That's fitting. only right. It's it's a perfect combination. Yeah. Um, Sean, we're, we're back to uh, just a duo again today. Two Shane left crew. us for Vegas again. I'm starting to think Shane doesn't like us. What gave it away? <laughs> I don't know. He's constant <laughs> leaving the way he treats us when he is around. That's a true. Lot of, just, a lot of clues. <laughs> he's always taking trips. I mean, who wants to go to, to Alabama? He opted to go to Alabama before doing a show with us. Yeah, and all the complaining about Vegas last week, and he's back there. But I guess he's there for pleasure this time, not business. So, I mean, only so much you're in Vegas. Even if you're in Vegas for business, you always mix in a little bit of pleasure. That is true. That is true. There is no such thing as Vegas without pleasure, I suppose. No, not at all. Uh, But a lot to get to today. The big one for us here on the Sun Devil Show, obviously, is ASU football um, rounding out day two of spring ball. Um, the energy out there was a lot better than day one. I, they must've read the article. They must've read my article of talking about how the energy was low. Um, because today it felt like football was back. It didn't feel like it was just a plain old walkthrough like it had in the past. Um, what excites you most about, okay, now that this team is finally here day two, the energy's up, guys are chipping, like they're chirping at one another, like, what excites you about that? Uh, the competition. I mean, that, that was probably the thing that concerned me the most about the the fact, like what you said yesterday about the energy being low. Um, that was what I think what I, we kind of all were looking forward to with so many unknowns with this team coming into spring football. Like, you just wanted to see there be competition. And mm-hmm. if the energy's not high, you have to question how fierce that competition is going to be. Um, but with the energy being back a little bit, I, I'm excited to see kind of how these guys are competing for a lot of these open spots. Um, so it's it's exciting. And I feel like when there's energy, that's that's how you find leaders is, is who can kind of keep the energy up but also stay level-headed, stay focused when that energy is high. Um, so I'm definitely I'm, – I'm glad to hear that the energy is, is getting to where it needs to be. Yeah, 100%. I want to talk a little bit about the defense. Um, but before we do that, obviously every day in spring ball – all eyes are on the quarterbacks, as yeah. expected. Um, nothing really changed today. 
Paul Tyson was still running with the twos. Trent Bergay was still running with the ones. Um, today was the first day that I was able to see them kind of next to one another. Like yeah. I had seen them separately. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, that size difference, man, it is so, so clear when they're standing next <laughs> to one another. And then I, I tweeted a photo of it and somebody was like, they, they, they posted a photo of Bryce Young and then uh, one of Georgia's quarterbacks like next to some taller guys. And they're like, oh, well, those guys didn't care about size. First off, Trent Borgay is, is small. Not <laughs> He's not Bryce Young. He's not playing <laughs> at Alabama. He's not playing at Georgia. So stay out of my mentions if you're trying to compare Trent Borgay um, to Alabama and Georgia quarterbacks because that's simply not the case. Um, but again, Borgay did look more comfortable in the offense than Tyson. He even – from my understanding, um, just watching it, he completed more passes than Tyson did today. It still looks like Tyson's spiral is still a little wobbly. Um, I'm not too sure if that's him just trying to get in sync with some of these guys, trying to get the ball out quicker than than maybe um, he's had to in the past. I'm not quite sure, uh, but it just looks like he's still trying to get his feet underneath them here mm-hmm. at ASU, which, I mean, I don't know about you, but it is a little concerning to me that this guy is a redshirt junior and he's still struggling to to just simply put the ball um, in his wide receiver's hands going against the second team defense. Yeah, I mean, it is. I'm curious if because this likely is probably the first time that he's had to deal with a quarterback competition, which I mean, I guess kind of the same for Borgay, but like for Tyson, who's been the quarterback has always been like, of course, it was going to be. Mac Jones, of course, it was going to be Bryce Young. Like the, the starter was never really yeah. in question at Alabama. So um, this is probably the first time where he feels like he actually has to go out there and prove something. There's probably a lot more pressure on him. So that's what I'm kind of hoping is the case, right? Like I want it to be like it's just taking him a little bit to settle down. He's in a completely new environment. Um, obviously, Borgay is a lot more comfortable with he- here. He has a lot more chemistry with the wide receivers. Um, so hopefully, as spring football goes on, you see him kind of settling down, getting a little more comfortable. But like he said, it is it is slightly concerning that he is this far into his career and it, it, it's not looking that great um, because, uh, like, uh, I don't know. I just – you don't want to be in a situation where they, they, it's like, which is the lesser of two evils? Like, you want someone to go out and win the job. Mm-hmm. Um, so unless Borgay comes out here and just starts – like throwing a ball all over the place and is um, like clearly amazing. Um, you want to see both quarterbacks. You want, you want a problem where it's like, I don't know which one to choose because they're both so yeah. good as opposed yeah. to, I don't know which one to choose, which one is going to hurt the team less. Um, so it'll be interesting, but I, I do think as time goes on, you'll see Tyson get a little more comfortable and you'll see him making more of those throws. And I, like I said, I, I still feel pretty confident that he'll end up winning the starting job by the time uh, the regular season comes around. Yeah. I think regardless of who ends up winning the starting job, I think we will see Tyson um, at some point in the game for ASU throughout the season. Um, That's just typically, I feel like a lot of the the case for a lot of these quarterback competitions, whether they go through spring, whether they go through fall. um, I, I really don't think it matters who or if, a starter is named by the end of yeah. spring or the start of fall um, because there will be a point in the season where Borgay has a bad game or mm-hmm. Tyson has a bad game, regardless of who's starting, where it's going to be the fans or it's going to be the media or it's going to be other coaches and other players that are like, put Tyson in yeah. or put Borgay in. We want to, we want to see him. I mean, I feel like you heard a little bit of that last year when Jaden clearly is better than Borgay and people weren't happy with, with, 
Jaden's performance and you started hearing, I wonder what Trenton has. Um, I, that was probably a little bit more in jest than it would be this year. But yeah, um, I mean, you look at like we talked about it, the schedule a little bit. That first game against NAU, that's a team that there's, they're going to blow out. There's no reason they shouldn't blow out. And that's a situation where you should be able to get to see both quarterbacks. Even if both are one of the starters playing well, you should get a chance to see both quarterbacks play, um, which will be good. Um, and obviously it's football injuries happen and you've seen how many times in both college and the NFL where a guy has a starting job, he gets hurt, the backup comes in, he plays really well, and you're like, they're like, you know what? We're not gonna if it's not broke, don't fit, don't fix it. Like we're just gonna yeah. keep rocking with this guy. Um, so there's, I feel like regardless of who starts, the other guy is gonna get an opportunity, like you said. Um, which I don't know. I I I I always kind of go back and forth whether or not I subscribe to the theory. Like if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. Um, yeah, obviously yeah. it would be nice to have one guy who's the clear starter and like, he doesn't have to worry about anyone breathing down his neck type thing. But, um, I don't think that's really the situation as, as of right now, that's not the situation we're with. We're, we're going to have, we're going to have, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. I just hope it's not a situation, like I said, where it's, it's, we really have no quarterbacks. I hope both guys can kind of get the job done when they need to. Yeah, that would be ideal. Um, <laughs> that's that's the perfect world in Tempe. Uh, we'll see if that or any of that really comes to fruition. Yeah. Uh, the pessimist in me says it's going to be a long season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so especially when you got that second game against Oklahoma State, it's you hate to see those those big games early on that could kind of take the confidence out of somebody. Especially if you end up with like Paul Tyson starting the season and then he plays. Although, like I mentioned the other day. Big twelve or Big Twelve defenses aren't not necessarily the most revered in the country, but you'd hate to see a situation where Tyson is good in, against NAU and then he he struggles against Oklahoma State and rattles him, and then you end up with Borgay or vice versa. So um, that part worries me a little bit. It's definitely going to be an interesting couple of weeks, um, and then obviously come fall camp and the regular season, that's going to be a lot to take in as well. Uh, moving along kind of on the offense, just some more notable things. Chad Johnson Jr. and Andre Johnson, uh, both running with the twos. Both looked good in the route running. Uh, I think they're just going to need some more time. Um, I, I don't see these guys cracking the starting lineup. Um, yeah. However, I do see a point where they come in, they make some plays, um, and they slowly develop into some strong role play role play guys uh, for the Sun Devils. I think that's the best case scenario for both of them this season. Um, again, barring any injury to the starter, I think these guys are probably twos. Uh, but moving along to the defense, we saw a lot more of Jordan Clark today than than I maybe saw on on the first day, uh -huh. which I think is really a strong thing uh, for ASU fans. For you. The, the whole thing about ASU and the NFL model, uh, being able to send all these guys in the NFL because they've got NFL coaches with big backgrounds, whatever. And then you've got a bunch of former players' sons. None yeah. have really done anything for ASU. But now you're, you're seeing Jordan Clark um, working his way, getting snaps, starting lineup, et cetera. What's it like to now be like, okay, finally we can see what everybody's been hyping up about since this guy committed here. Yeah, I mean, we've talked we've talked about this defense a lot. There's a lot of a lot of variables, especially in that secondary. So it, it's good to kind of see 
a guy like that, it's just good to know, right? Like you hate to be in a situation where you're like, like, I wonder if he got the opportunity, how would this turn out? Um, so it's good to see that he's, he's getting those, that, that opportunity. And um, I expect, I do expect that we'll see a lot of them this year. Um, but I don't, I like, I don't know. Right. Like it's, it's one of those things where you kind of have to just keep an eye out on it and see how it actually turns out because yeah. Um, like I said, you, I expect to see a lot of him, but with the secondary being so up in the air, like it's any, it's anyone's job. Anyone can grab it. So if he doesn't perform, someone else can take that from him. So um, it, it will be interesting, but I am glad that we actually get to see that, that we got to see him kind of really get an opportunity. Yeah. Some more things um, that I saw today. I saw Merlin out there today. Um, I saw Kyle Soley out there today, both Soley. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking with, um, I was talking with another media member out there just about the Soli brothers in general because they both played at Saguaro High School um, mm-hmm. in Arizona, you know, hometown hero type of thing. And Kyle Soli, for some reason, I don't know what it was, but I just didn't remember him being um, as big as he is. 6'3", 235 pounds, and he is every inch of 6'3", um, which, I, I mean, that's, that's phenomenal size for yeah. a linebacker. He can move well, but he's nowhere near as athletic as his younger brother, Connor, who on the flip side is listed at 6'1", 220. And at 6'1", 220, he's definitely – they bumped him up a couple pounds and they bumped him up an inch or two because he's not that big. Um, But it just – it almost sucks because you're like, if if Connor had Kyle's size, he'd be a starting linebacker in the power five. And if Kyle had Connor's athleticism, he'd be a starting linebacker in the power five. So it's just kind of like a weird situation um, where I don't expect to see a whole lot of Connor, but I do expect to see a lot of Kyle this year. Um, I believe this is his fifth or sixth year at ASU for a guy that's been here that long with all the drama that's gone on with ASU these last couple months. How important is it for a guy who's, you know, seen the ups and downs of this program, uh, kind of reminiscent to like a Kamani Lawrence for the basketball program, uh, to really step up and be that leader this year? Oh, it's it's vital. Like, I mean, it's kind of been the theme that we've had when talking about this team is there is a definite void of leadership. Um, and on that defensive side, I feel like it is especially it's important to have a linebacker that is that is that guy that is can kind of settle everyone down, especially when the team, the defense is tired and get them to focus up, um, kind of just be like a steady head. Um, and to have someone that, that can kind of talk to the other guys and be like, look, whatever's happening outside of the locker room, whatever the media is talking about, that doesn't concern us. We have a job to do. Um, and I feel like he is in the position to kind of, to do that considering his experience and how long he's been here. Um, and the fact that like, you know, he, like you said, he is kind of, he is a hometown hero. People are going to be looking to him. It's a name that that Sun Devils fans are going to recognize um, and are, are going to expect things of. Um, I feel like that's just kind of how college football goes. If you have a hometown hero, a guy that you've you whose name you knew before he even got to the team, you're going to be expecting big things of him, even if it is unfair to a certain extent. So eyes are going to be on him, and if he can kind of lead by example and be like, I'm I'm blocking that out. I'm just coming here to do my job that's going to look good for all the other guys that the transfers and the young guys. Um, mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be him taking on a, a big leadership role is, is it's hard to put into words how vital that could be for this team. 
Yeah. Another, another one of the linebackers that I saw today um, that I know Shane's really big on and really, I mean, he had a phenomenal season last year, Eric Gentry um, at six, six, 200 pounds. God, this guy could be elite. If he was like, if he put on 20, 25 pounds, dude, this guy would be a menace to not only the Pac-12, but that would be just that at that size, you're playing anywhere you want in the power five yeah. at six, six, two thirty at linebacker. Like yeah. no one's running on you. Um, but I just, his, his lack of, it's not necessarily a lack of strength, but at 200 pounds, you're, you're so long that mm-hmm. I do worry about just like the wear and tear of a guy like that um, throughout the season. Again, only a sophomore. He's going to play a ton this year. Yeah. Um, him, Soli, um, Kyle, Soli, and then Merlin Robertson, obviously rounding out the linebacking core. Out of those three, that they all come into this year very different situations, right? Yeah. Merlin was the guy his freshman year. Um, but if you ask me, I know me and Shane kind of have differing opinions on this, um, that I believe that he tailored off a little bit. Like it just wasn't, he didn't bring the same superstar power that he had that first season. Um, Kyle Soley, we talked about a little bit, great size, less athletic, um, been here forever. And then obviously um, Gentry coming off a similar season that Merlin had when he was a freshman. Um, Out of those three, which one do you think is going to be the most pivotal to the ASU front seven? Um, I mean, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think Gentry has the biggest ability to make an impact on like a play-to-play basis, I guess. Like like I just mentioned, the solely, like uh, his leadership, what, what he does as a leader is going to be really important. But in terms mm-hmm. of the actual play on the field, I feel like Gentry kind of backing up the what he did last year is going to be crucial. Yeah. Um, and, and like he is young, so it's going to be important for him I mean, similar to Jaden on the offensive side, he had a really good freshman year, and then it, things kind of fell off. That's and now he's gone, right? Like things just yep. got bad, and then he left. Um, you don't want to see that for Gentry. Um, not that I expect that by any means, but you want to see him improve and and give you hope for for however long he's here. Um, and so, I think he I think he is in the position to kind of make that biggest impact um, surrounded by two, like you said, two older guys that are going to kind of be able to to mentor him, build him into a leader. Um, But I feel like since he is so young, it's really important for him to take another big step and um, show that he what what we saw of him last year was not the best of Eric Gentry. It's 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 just the beginning. Yeah, 100 percent. Before we um, round out our discussion about ASU football. Um, I do want to tell everybody about the latest offer at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um, It's March Madness, ladies and gentlemen. Sean, it's March Madness. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, just how's your bracket doing right now? Beautiful. Um, I got to check this Iowa score because the last time I was looking at it, Richmond was up by a point. Oh, Iowa took the lead back. Iowa's up five right now. Okay, Um, we need Iowa. So far... So far, I'm I'm perfect. I I predicted really, the, yeah. I predicted the Michigan upset of Colorado State. Um, I predicted Memphis over Boise State. Everything else, um, upset alert though. Gonzaga and Georgia State are tied four four two minutes into the game. <laughs> um, but be aware. Um, 
Yeah, me, me get scared. But um, so far, I'm perfect. I need Iowa to to win. Um, but I'm feeling I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I did I did emotionally hedge and put a few dollars on on Richmond live um, when they were like plus two thirty five. So even if they lose or even if they do win, I still I still get something out of it. That's 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 the way I like to use. I learned that from Shane. That's the way I like to use DraftKings. You got someone you're rooting for. Put put a little money on hedge. the other guy emotionally hedge and that way you, you win no matter what that is a hundred percent the smart way to bet uh, but if you are a new customer unlike sean and i you can bet just five dollars on any team to win and get two hundred dollars in free bets if they do if they win you win at the DraftKings sportsbook app um, and if you are not a new customer they have college hoops same game parlays i personally haven't tried any same game parlays with college basketball just because march madness is quite literally madness um, <laughs> yeah. but if you can sneak in some same game parlays i know uh, that you can definitely get some good odds and hopefully end up a winner i do want to address our DraftKings sports bit sports book pick of the week um, that we talked about the other day i would just like to say that i i said notre dame money line was was money and it took double overtime but it cashed i'm just saying uh, my pick of the week was foolish um, Thank I, you I for owning now, it. I realize now I did pick Longwood to cover 17 and a half against Tennessee. Uh, they're currently losing by almost 40 points um, <laughs> with six minutes left in the second. So not ideal, but hey, you win some, you lose some. That's why sports betting is fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That seems like a big L. Um, so what we've <laughs> learned is do not listen to Sean's DraftKings. King, draft oh, hold on. Sometimes, sometimes they're money. Sometimes the money. Sometimes. Wait until we get to the Sweet 16 next week. I'm already picking University of Arizona to get bounced by Illinois in the Sweet 16. Um, Kofi Cockburn and Illinois are going to wow. ball on Arizona. Um, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Wow. That's, I mean, that that's a hot take. That's that's 100% a hot take. Yeah, um, hey, that's what I do. But before we get to the Sweet 16, again, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook up now and use promo code PHNX, you can bet just $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's 21-plus Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum of a $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Okay, before we get into the fun topic, we're going to bounce back to, to ASU football. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about the coaches. Obviously, so much is made about the players and the competition throughout spring ball and it's early, et cetera. Two new coordinators for ASU. Look at the offensive side of the ball, um, Glenn Thomas. You look at the um, special advisor to Herm now <laughs> with Brian Billick. Um, you, you look at the moves on the defensive side of the ball. For you, which coordinator is going to need to have a better um, a better spring? Or, wh- or let me rephrase that. For these two new coordinators, which one is spring football more important to right now? Oh, I think it's it's clearly Glenn Thomas. I, when you consider the fact that you you have a, a basically a brand new running back room, you have a quarterback competition, a lot of questions at in the receiver in the receiving room. Um, you lost three starters. starters Yep. Yep. Three starters. You lost three starters on the offensive line. Um, there's just so much up for grabs there. So there's, there's a lot of pressure in that sense, but also 
it's kind of just clay that that he can mold the way he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you don't have as much as I would I wish Jaden was still here. Like um, you don't have that kind of that old guard that has a certain way of doing things. Yeah. It's, it's all new. He gets to kind of do what he wants with it. Um, so it's really, I feel like it's really, really important that he kind of gets this offense started on the right foot, gets them working early um, because there's just, you know, I mean, obviously if, if you don't score points, you don't win games. Um, mm-hmm. And so the, the defense, obviously the defense is important, but um, I just, there's so many questions surrounding this offense that I feel like it's really important for, for coach Thomas to kind of get started on the right foot. Yeah, 100%. I think I think he hit the nail on the head there. You look at the defensive side of the ball, I think everybody agrees that the front seven, specifically the linebacking core um, with Gentry, with Robertson, is going to be the strong point and the focal point yeah. for not only the defense, but for this football team in general. Again, I've talked to multiple people in the media who think that this front seven is going to keep ASU in a lot of games this year. Um, you move to the offensive side of the ball, like you said, with Glenn Thomas, first-year offensive coordinator here at ASU, the quarterback competition. And it's not really a quarterback competition between two guys that, like, are superstars. Like, I'm sorry, but that's just not what it is. Paul Tyson, there's a reason he didn't play at Alabama. And Trent Borgay, there's a reason that he sat behind Jaden Daniels. So you are not working with two superstars there. Like you said, they lose their workhorse in Rashad White, a guy that was dynamic not only in the run game but as an outlet for Jaden in the passing game as well. They lose those three starters on the offensive line. Uh, Yes, they do get some guys from the transfer portal, specifically Des Holmes, um, plug-and-play starter at the right tackle spot. Mm -hmm. Still, it's a different offense here than they ran at Penn State. Um, And then I think the biggest concern, (laughs) it's weird because they've got got a quarterback competition, they have a new starting running back, but for me the biggest concern is still the wide receivers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, They just, they lack so much superstar ability on that side yeah, of the ball, no. which, which sucks because like you, we, everyone's talked about Bunkley or they've talked about Chad Johnson jr. or Andre Johnson. Like we've all got our opinions on who should be what and how they should play, but there's just, there isn't a guy at wide receiver for ASU that has that X factor. There no, just yeah. isn't. And they You're lose. And we, we haven't even talked about them losing Curtis Hodges last year. Like it's not yeah. like Curtis was like a huge, like production guy, yeah, but, but he was, he was valuable for sure. Exactly. Like a guy that you can look to in the red zone and be like, oh, here's my 6'6 tight end. Let me just, just toss it up to him real quick. That would be a nice security blanket for either one of these quarterbacks. Um, they don't have that size. So I think this spring is going to be crucial for the success of, of ASU football. I've talked again to some people who don't think that this team is going to be better than – I think there's people that I've talked to that think that this team's um, ceiling is a bowl game which like just reaching bowl eligibility, not great coming from people who have covered this team for, for years now, you know what I mean? Um, So obviously the hope is that they pass expectations and that's a relatively low bar, but we'll see just how, how effective Glenn Thomas and the rest of his staff is um, during the spring. That's all we'll talk about for ASU football. They've got their next practice slated for Saturday morning. Still hoping to get out there, but I may not make it just because I got to be on Tucson in Tucson for the the U of A women's basketball game. Um, but not only will I be in Tucson, but I know Mike Luke is going to have some some great Wildcat stuff for the NCAA tournament. 
Um, obviously, Sean, you and that Coyotes crew, the Coyotes are good now all of a sudden. But I don't uh, even know. <laughs> don't know what's going on there. <laughs> uh, baseball is finally back. I believe spring training starts today, so I know the d yes. crew is doing their thing. The Suns are still hot. Um, Cardinals have free agency covered. So literally – it's it's the best sports coverage hands down in the valley. Um, you can go become a member at gophnx.com today, and when you do so, you're gonna either get a free T-shirt from the locker or your first month for fifty cents just for signing up. Still got twenty percent off those great sun shirts um, for members. I know I wore my new D book one the other day to the gym, and a bunch of people looking good. Well, they're just like, where'd you get this shirt? I'm like, bro, it says PHNX on my front. Like, <laughs> that's where you get it. You know that's lie. where you get this shirt. <laughs> um, it, it, it's really a great shirt, and I'm excited to wear the, the CP3 one, too. Um, I, I know Shane is – that's all he packed in uh, in Vegas is PHNX <laughs> merch. Um, so definitely go become a member. Again, when you do so, you're going to get either a free T-shirt from that lock or your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. And I know we touched on it a little bit, but I would be an idiot if we didn't talk more March Madness, because it is, in my personal opinion, the second best time of the year next to the Super Bowl. I love okay. the Super Bowl so much. Just I'm a yeah, no, that's guy. fair. Um, but March Madness is like just it's just a time. Jeez, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just it's just a time where I feel like not only sports fans, but like people that know nothing about sports can yeah. just like randomly pick shit and like it can happen like it can no, like i remember yeah when when loyola chicago went on that wild run years ago i picked them to be in my final four after not watching any college basketball strictly because i wanted to live in chicago <laughs> <laughs> I, I respect that um i i usually try and go i usually try and make educated guesses but i mean pd joked the other day that he just chose them off off of uh colors and mascots and i was like hey listen you look at the best teams in the country those mascots are all pretty fierce there's a lot of wildcats and and dogs and and devils and stuff like that so honestly probably could serve you pretty pretty well a hundred a hundred percent um i know you said your bracket was doing pretty good just Very an update right on now. that gonzaga game i know they trail georgia state now by a point i know with, and richmond uh, is winning by left. three are they yeah, uh, two How much times right left? now. 13 Whoa. 34. Okay. Although, we by need the time Iowa anyone's to listening to this, that game. game will be over. But, <laughs> That's uh, true. That's true. <laughs> um, yeah. As it stands uh, right now, I'm perfect. Nervous. Outside of the South Dakota State game, I really thought they were going to be Providence. Um, and it looked good there for a quick gotta minute. Have, gotta have, gotta put some respect on Ed Cooley's name. But I, I just didn't want to. Honestly, I didn't want <laughs> I to. I mean, South Dakota um, State, I believe, is one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country. So I don't blame you for making that choice. <laughs> and was it them that had won like twenty something in a row? It was well, either them or some. Yeah. There's somebody that's won like an absurd twenty-one games in a row, and they yeah, came I in know. as like a twelve or thirteen. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know though. March. Before we obviously we there's so much to still unfold with this. Yeah. Uh, I want to know who your final four are. All right. Um, so as I had mentioned, I had I bounced. I had Arizona. I bounced in the Sweet 16, but I did again emotionally hedge on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. They're plus 500 to win the national championship, so I threw like 10 bucks on that just in case. Um, but my final four is Tennessee and Kansas. 
um, coming out of the the South and Midwest, respectively. And then on the other side of the bracket, I have Kentucky two seed coming out of of the East, and then I have nine seed Memphis as my <laughs> final four team. Memphis. Wow. It was looking scary there in the second half against Boise State. But but this is a team that was supposed to be really good, and they started the season off really, really bad. But then they got really good at the second half of the season. Um, I believe Amani Bates played for the first time since, like, January today. Um, So it's a team that I think is a lot better than their seed. And I just just still can't get to that point with Gonzaga yet. Like, I just – I just – too many questions there – somehow not blowing out Georgia State already, although it's, again, only seven minutes into the game. They should um, be up by 40. But I, I – I, yeah, right. I, but I look at that. I look at this Western bracket, and it's just – it's kind of weak. Like, Duke, I think, is fraudulent. Um, I think Davidson's going to upset Michigan State. Texas Tech is I, – I think is going to be all right. But um, I just think if there's a, a – if there is a region of this bracket for a, a lower seed to come out of, it is that West team. And I think Memphis is probably the best – bottom half seed in the in the country or in this bracket um so and then who do you got winning it all i have kentucky winning it all um i just i that one was tough for me i did go back and forth a little bit um i considered i have i have tennessee versus kentucky and i have kentucky winning it i wouldn't be surprised if tennessee won it um but i you know i just i i I, I don't know. Like it's it's March Madness, so it's all kind of just a guess. But um, one thing I do want to say is I feel like Loyola Chicago's magic runs out. I feel like they beat Ohio State, but then that's it. That's all they do. I'm tired. Really? Of I don't even think I they mean, do that. You're tired of Sister Jean? I'm tired of Sister Jean. I'm tired of. I'm tired of Sister Jean. But I I I think her magic is gone. Um, wow. I just, Hot take. Yeah. Who, who do you have in your funnel for? I've got so I've got Arizona and Kansas coming out of the South and Midwest, respectively. Uh, I like the way I just think if Kansas gets some more momentum, I think they're going to be a really dangerous team. Um, they're always dangerous in yeah. March. Um, and I've, after watching U of A, what they did to the Pac 12, it, it's hard <laughs> to bet against them. I know. It, it, no, I, I, I feel you. I did, I did consider them as a champion for a little bit, but I was just like, uh, you know, there's I, no way. I just yeah, there's no way like it's just too too magical. Plus, like we're Sun Devils, I gotta root against them, you know. Like I just need to. It's in it's my fair. blood. I know, I know. I've got those two teams um, coming out of South and Midwest, and then I've got Gonzaga coming out of um, their side of the bracket, and then I've got UCLA also Ooh. sneaking into the Final Four. It's a team that I had going into the Final Four um, for a couple months now. Um, their odds were really juicy after they lost to ASU to make the final four. Um, they, they, they've got all of the experience. Um, it doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. Now that's all behind you. You got your seed. I think they're a wildly talented team. And I think you I saw agree. that as yeah. they went up against Arizona and really, I mean, at one point they held a 12 point lead um, over the Wildcats who are a one seed. I think they're really talented. I think they can get really, really hot. Um, and I think Johnny Juzang, um, and Tiger, I think that duo is such a – when they're going, they're some of the best in the nation just because of their mid-range shot. Um, yeah. Not a lot of schools have two guys that can are just as fluid at the top of the key as those two. Um, yeah. I do have Gonzaga beating UCLA in the Final Four. 
and I have Arizona beating Kansas in the final four. Um, and then I think that's just, it's, it's a matchup made in heaven with Tommy Lloyd going against yeah. Gonzaga, his boys. But I think Gonzaga, um, I think Gonzaga takes it to him. I think they beat U of A. I think I've got it by like six. Oh, okay. So I think their coach retires. Their coach retires. I'll go even further. Their coach retires, and then Tommy Lloyd oh. pulls a Kevin Durant and goes oh, and going, coaches. You're following Shane on that? <laughs> I love it. I love that theory. I love Shane's that theory. had that conspiracy theory for a little bit, and it is funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I feel like that we're going to see. We're going to have to deal with Tommy Lloyd in Arizona for a while. Um, I do. I get the UCLA pick. They worry me. You know, they they lose to ASU. Yeah. They blew a big lead against against um, Arizona in the Pac-12 final. Um, I have them beating Akron, of course, but then I have them losing to the St. Mary's Gals in uh, the round of 32. No um, love for Johnny Juzang and uh, Mini. Uh, they just Mike sometimes sometimes they disappear. I don't like Mike McCronin, um, but sometimes that 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 UCLA team disappears. You know, I mean Arizona. They, they only really lost to good teams. UCLA lost to ASU. Um, <laughs> ASU, ASU was good. a good team. <laughs> they were good at the end of the season, but at the time when ASU beat them, it was there were still a lot of questions about that team. Yeah. Um, I just they're just a little too inconsistent. They worry me a little bit. Um, I, I like I said, I did consider them. I did consider them go, making it to the Final Four, but. I I've bet on the St. Mary's team before and they treated me well. So I'm just, I'm just rocking with the gals. The final from uh, Tennessee, by the way, just to talk about your DraftKings sports book pick of the week. We don't uh, have to Longwood lost by 32. We don't have to talk about it though. Like, <laughs> Oh, but we um, do. Gonzaga's Iowa still down only three, up though. by two. Gonzaga's only up by two still. And Iowa down by three. Yeah. Uh, listen, like I said, I do have Gonzaga losing in the round of 32. So if they lose this game, chef's kiss i did put 50 dollars on them because DraftKings gave me a boost um to boost their odds to plus 100 in this game so that would really suck DraftKings would make out like bandits imagine um, how much money on that game they would make just because of that boost that's unbelievable always fade I would, the boost dude always fade the I, boost you can't fade that boost though it went from like minus 3,000 to but plus if they 100 lose, if they lose if georgia state beats gonzaga there's no way that you would ever bet on another boost again this is oh, a, this would yeah. be the second sixteen to one ever. Yeah, in the last like what three four years, it would be ridiculous. Um, yeah, but but I just I think George Gonzaga they're they're winning by two nine minutes yeah. in the game. Like I think they're gonna I think they're gonna run away with it. Um, but if you have that Gonzaga, thank God that boost was on the money line and not the the spread because Georgia State they might yeah. they might cover. Um, so oh boy, but look at that. Look at they're they're struggling early against a Georgia a 16 seed Georgia State Memphis beating them around at 32 I don't know I might be a genius <laughs> and if Memphis can do that I'm not I'm already talking myself into it if Memphis can do that like I said that western that western region is kind of weak I don't see why Memphis can't come out of it and then I'm gonna look like a genius and I'm gonna win the office bracket you will you will 100% look like a genius if that ends up becoming this scenario. Um, that is all that we've got today, but we will be back um, live. It'll, again, just be you and me um, yes, on sir. a Friday fun day. So I'm excited to to do that with you tomorrow. Sure. We'll Our be brackets back will look a studio. lot different. I hope not. I hope mine still has <laughs> a lot of green on it. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> knock on wood that both our brackets by the end of the day uh, are still intact. It yeah, would be that's a not real how bummer. Works. 
<laughs> if, if if Gonzaga loses this game to Georgia State, my bracket is busted, and I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> I probably am like the only person in the office who will still have a good-looking bracket if Georgia State manages to pull this out. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely correct on that. But Five, right? if you want to know how that's going to go tomorrow, be sure to tune in tomorrow, Friday, fun day. It's going to be a blast. As always, we'll have some new hotter knots, and Aaliyah is going to be providing those as she always does. Um, if you want to read more about today's spring practice and just kind of some of the observations, you can catch that article on the website, gophnx.com. Uh, by the end of the day today, if you want to keep up the sh- with the show, you can follow the show on social at phnx underscore sundevils. You can follow me on social at anthony underscore toe Sean, bring us home. You can follow me at Sean underscore to pause. Lucky as always because it's fantastic day. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Wow. Top of the morning and lucky as always. That's all for us. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.